welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Everybody's having an absolutely awesome day today. A lot of stuff going on, as always. And I saw something interesting yesterday after the show, and I've been kind of doing some more research on it. As we told you guys, you know, this entire aspect of this completely and totally out of control, extremely sped up COVID vaccine is very troubling for many reasons, especially the fact that it's an RNA vaccine. But now if you guys have seen AstraZeneca, which is the UK-based pharmaceutical company that has been one of the leaders in manufacturing a COVID-19 vaccine, had to halt its entire phase three vaccine trials Yesterday, they apparently had a one individual so far. There's only one. Remember, this is the beginning of the phase three trials. One individual had a serious adverse reaction, and it caused them to halt the entire trial. Now, at first, when I did some research, I couldn't find any information on it. Like, I, I found different articles online that were like, oh, AstraZeneca is basically, um, they're going in and they're not doing anything now. They're not doing this. They're halting it. They're halting it. But I couldn't figure out what was really going on. And I found out that one of the individuals was diagnosed with severe transverse myelitis, which is basically inflammation of the myelin sheath in the spinal column. And so I did some more research on it. And not only is this unbelievably debilitating. I mean, it was troubling when I started reading it. I started researching when you actually have this problem. It's very, very rare, and it's caused by a viral infection, ironically enough, and it is a neurological condition in which the spinal cord is severely inflamed. The partial transverse mellitus and partial mellitus are terms sometimes used to specify inflammation that only affect part of the width of the spinal cord, the TM is characterized by weakness and numbness of the limbs, deficits in sensation and almost all motor skills, dysfunction urethral and anal sphincter activities, goes on here, dysfunction of the entire nervous system and can lead to severe episodes of high blood pressure, goes on to say here basically it can cause severe damage to the nerve fibers and loss of the myelin sheath and essentially um, what it does after a point in time if it's very aggressive you pretty much just turn into an unfunctional like you, you, you're bedridden you can't function and I mean you, you basically have no control of your bowels or of your bladder it's debilitating it's horrific it's extremely rare and the fact that they've already had an individual in this trial come down with this very very shortly after getting the COVID-19 vaccine in the phase three trial is disturbing I know I sent it to dad too last night what do you think about this they're trying to play it off and say they're not sure yet if it's related to the vaccine which I was like yeah okay because <laughs> that's just you know ironic here you got somebody in the phase three trial very curious to see if this is an individual who got a placebo or if he actually got the real vaccine what do you think about it bud oh oh he got the real vaccine now whether they tell us that or not who knows right uh, the same type of neurological defects were happening with the swine flu vaccine back in the 70s that i've talked to you guys about so many times uh, when i was in college at florida state university and jimmy carter who probably had the highest IQ of any president, had a PhD in physics, actually, uh, basically uh, was a moron as far as a president, has no leadership ability at all, implemented a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. I would, need I dig 
digress. I'm not going to go there with all the tickets I have from Matt. And what ended up happening is he decided he was going to swine flu back everybody in the whole United States. And he did a whole bunch of people, and a whole bunch of people got sick. Hundreds of thousands were affected in adverse conditions. People were permanently paralyzed and still paralyzed to this day, Austin, for 40 and 50 years now they've been paralyzed. It, and now this, this is how bad this stuff gets when you start putting this foreign DNA into your body. You know, I just, I, what I wish is that they would line up Hillary Clinton and, and Joe Biden and Donald Trump and Bill Gates and inject every one of these clowns first. That's what I wish. With the stuff they, they're planning on giving us, just to see what happens to those, those guys. Because the reality is, is these guys are pushing this stuff for the mass population, and I guarantee you they're not going to get a bit of this. They won't get one of these single shots. There's no way they're going to give a person who's in a leadership role who has a character they're playing in a giant psychop a product that's going to kill them unless they have a clone already built to change places with them in case they die some horrible death. Now, that sounds really weird, but guys, we are in a really weird time right now. They're putting human RNA, fetal DNA, all of this stuff into these shots, and there's all kinds of adverse side effects. In fact, Bradstreet, the guy who was working on the autism relation between in vaccines and also Autism, the one who they found dead, he basically was doing research, Austin, for a third strand of DNA that were being found in autistic patients, and he attributed that to the shots from the human DNA, from the fetal DNA that was being put into the vaccines. And all of a sudden, he ends up dead after he decides to start working on this research. So this is an interesting thing that we're all involved in right now as far as people who are listening to this show and people who listen to real alternative news. Now, there's a lot of alt news out there that's promoting to take the vaccine. I'm just letting you guys know that. There's a lot of alt news out there that's telling you the vaccine's going to be safe. There's a lot of alt news out there telling you that all of these things are great and that Q's going to come to the rescue and Trump's on a white horse and he's the chosen one. There's a lot of alt news saying that. This ain't that show, all right? What I'm telling you is this. Be very, very careful because what they're saying the side effect is is you lose control of your bowels, you lose control of your bladder, you start urinating and defecating on yourself and you become completely paralyzed and you're bedridden and then you die, either you die some horrible death or you basically stay paralyzed the rest of your life. Sounds like a really good eugenics program to me. In other words, let's see how quickly we can depopulate the planet. Let's give everybody one of these shots just to see what happens. This reminds me of when they decided to detonate a hydrogen bomb in the atmosphere just to see what it would do. Just to see if it would vent the oxygen off the earth, blow a hole in the outer space, and allow all the air to leave the planet. Yeah, we're still dealing with ozone holes from that, according to some researchers. And here's the thing, guys. Why would you do that? Why would you say, let's see if we can blow a hole in the atmosphere. We may destroy the planet doing it. But let's just see what happens. You know, this is the mindset that these clowns have. Let's go ahead and inject you with this foreign RNA vaccine. Listen to the show we did on Monday, the show we did on last th Thursday. I go into detail, and Austin does into detail on those two shows about this. And let's see what's going to happen. And let's see if you poop and pee yourself to death laying in a bed, in a bedpan, in a horrible environment, kind of like dying when your whole internal organs melt out and you suddenly find yourself like, oh, my gosh, how did I get here? I don't want to be here. How did this happen? Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. And that's why I say to you guys, that's why I said on Mancow show yesterday, you know, this whole thing with the vaccine is going to be a just say no to me. This is my line in the sand. That's why I've always told you guys, you know, there's certain things, whatever, you know, like if they force you to wear a mask to get your driver's license or whatever, it's funny, you have to take your mask off to get the photograph for the driver's license. I just thought I'd mention that. you got to wear it into the facility. And then you get to breathe on everybody while you're there. I mean, it's ridiculous. But then, again, 
what are we thinking here? You know, we think, well, it's, this is all normal now. No, what they're doing is they're creating this situation to be normal to you. This is planned, learned helplessness and, and normalcy bias. They're making you think that wearing a mask is normal, even though they know now that only 6% of the deaths, according to the CDC, which mentioned a hundred times on the show already, are directly attributable and only attributable to the coronavirus. And so we have this situation that we're in that we're kind of looking at this like, this is really weird. You know, we we got now now and now we you know we we were bringing you the updates now on on, on Jerry Falwell, and now we find out that in Cohn's new book he basically says that Falwell and his group of Baptists who were basically supporting Donald Trump, and you know were basically you know hiding a bunch of stuff about Jerry Falwell and his wife, including a whole bunch of nude photos that were taken of her that were like posted and stolen. I mean. This thing from Liberty University, this school has been so tainted by this, it's unbelievable. And this is, let me say something to you. This is the problem when you put one person in the leadership who's morally compromised. I could tell you, name you evangelists, all these evangelical pastors, so many of them who are compromised, 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 that you guys will never hear about because it's all behind the scenes. And then you find people like Paul Crouch, according to his Wikipedia page, you know, had to pay off one of his chauffeurs. You can look on the Wikipedia page, and some say that he had a homosexual relationship with the chauffeur, who was basically the founder of Trinity Broadcast Network. You got look. You guys look it up on the Wikipedia page. It's, it's there. So here's the problem I've got with all of this stuff. We can't put our faith, our hope, our trust in a man. It always has to be in Jesus Christ, because if you put your your hope and your trust in a man, you will always be disappointed because none of us are perfect. We've all have fallen short of the glory of God. We all have sinned and we've all done things in our lives that we kind of wish we hadn't done. See, and this is the problem that you run into in leadership. When you put somebody who's really morally compromised, like Jerry Falwell and his wife, who go to swingers bars, all right, and you put them in a position of a Christian position as president of a university, you have all of this stuff coming out. Remember, I told you it wasn't over with yet. This isn't over with yet either. You what the uh, this this three way they had going on with Jerry Falwell, the pool boy, and his wife. Yeah, there's more to that too. You're gonna find out some more about that too. That's all gonna come out still too. So the problem with all of this stuff is that it's nauseating to me. And again, the elites are out there pushing vaccines that cause you to poop and pee yourself to death. They're out pushing vaccines that paralyze you. They're either pushing vaccines that are going to massively reduce the population of the planet, but in the meantime, they're telling you it's for, it's for your own safety and for the safety of the masses. It's kind of like Tylenol. You know, Tylenol has shown now, you know, the acetaminophen that makes people take greater risks. A new study just came out from Columbus, Ohio. It says popping a Tylenol for that nagging headache could do more than to provide some pain relief. A new study finds that taking acetaminophen could all cause an individual to take greater risks than they would do otherwise. In addition to that, it numbs and dumbs down the emotions. In addition to that, it blows out the liver. And look at the doggone, look at the doggone label on Tylenol or acetaminophen, and it says basically if you overdose on this, you'll need a liver transplant. It's one of the primary causes of liver disease and liver transplants. And if you mix it with alcohol, you get the trifecta on that one, boy, you're going to pretty much end up going to the hospital pretty quick if you really take a bunch of Tylenol and you get drunk. See, these are all of the things they're already giving us in our food supply and in our medicine supplies that cause horrible debilitating illnesses and diseases. So why would they care if they give you a vaccine that's going to cause you to die? Why would they care? Why do they think that that would be any big deal to any of you? Well, they don't because you've got to understand something. They think that you're a cow. Yeah, there you go. 
uh, cattle. They, they think that, you know, that, in fact, their, their term for them, when they were putting together the Federal Reserve, and Theodore Herzl and all the rest of the guys, and the people who wrote the Communist Manifesto, England Marx, and all the rest of these clowns, they like to call you guys goyim. Or, you know, that includes me, by the way. And uh, I, don't, I don't receive that, because I'm a child of the Most High God, and goyim is basically a slang term for cattle. And this is what they think you are. See, it's all about reducing the population and getting a serving class. Now, if you've got a bunch of high IQ people who are wide awake, who are very well educated, these people don't want to be your slave. And basically what they're going to do is they're going to say, hey, look, uh, I want to ask you a question. You know, what's going on here? Why are you doing this? And the answer is no. And that's not what they want, Austin. They want some servient people that are going to be basically drone workers, kind of like you see in the movie Star Trek with the Borg. And the Borg has these drones, and they all are tied into a hive mind. It's funny how they tell us these things. And the hive mind basically is controlled by this queen drone, this queen Borg, who controls everything through a giant AI matrix. It's amazing how they tell us that, isn't it? And they also had that one, that one in there where they had these, they were doing an interdimensional rift, and these interdimensional entities started coming out of the rift. Yeah, that's just one of the things they talked about, too, on Star Trek. And so you think to yourself, why do they tell us these things? I mean, who comes up with this stuff? Who, does, who writes these plots? It's kind of like the Matrix. You know, where did they come up with a plot that we were basically in a cocoon and we were being basically drained of our life photons, our energy photons, our, our, our electricity, our bio photons, and feeding a giant battery system that powered the AI? Where do they come up with stories like that? I mean, who thinks like that? And so then you start wondering, why are they doing all of this stuff to us? Well, guys, let me tell you something. A lot of the stuff they've told you is like William Casey said with the CIA. We'll know that we've done our job with the CIA when everything, everything, everything everybody believes is a lie. Now, that's the point I'm trying to make here. That's why you've got to question the narrative. And Austin, that's what they don't want. They don't want people to question the narrative and ask the simple question, why? Or like, what's in your vaccine? How about that one? What do you think, Oz? That's exactly why they don't want people to ask that question, hence why Australia has become so draconian in the last few months, because they're trying to push the narrative as fast as they can. And see, what they don't want people doing is exactly what you just said. They don't want people going in and finding this information out and saying, hey, you know what, maybe we should question this. They want to keep people scared. I've said this repeatedly, and I'm going to reiterate this. The easiest way in most cases to control a populace is through fear and a slight amount of hope. You consistently keep them scared. You constantly keep them fearful. You constantly keep them begging for permission because you have to protect them. Oh, we need your protection. Protect us. Protect us. Tell us what to do. Tell us where to mask. Shut our businesses down. We want to be protected because we're scared of dying. The problem is when a large percentage of the population is scared of dying and you start scaring them with death, they're very easily controlled. I mean, has anybody else now even thought it's mildly coincidental that we have a, vac or a, a virus that's so horrific, so deadly, it warrants shutting down the entire economic world engine, including the U.S. engine, it's so horrific of a vaccine or virus, but you have to make sure you get tested for the virus to find out you have the virus because the large percent of the people don't even have symptoms from the virus and could walk around and spread the virus to other people who get the virus 
and don't even realize they have the virus and never have symptoms of the virus, but then there could be some person at some point in time that's extremely sick or has multiple underlying health conditions that gets the virus and may possibly die if they don't take care of themselves and don't use vitamin C intravenously or hydroxychloroquine or any other type of natural solutions and are simply left to die in a hospital bed like a large percentage of the people who have died have been treated that way. Think about that for a second. That's the virus that everybody's scared about right now. You have to get tested for it to find out if you have it because it's so pitiful in most cases with the populace's immune system. It won't do anything to you except maybe give you a mild headache or make you lethargic for a day or two. This is what's going on. And now you have New York, which the state, it's becoming so draconian, it's almost embarrassing to me that they're actually a state of the union as far as in this United States. You know, far, far leftist billionaire boy that's just absolute the epitome of tyrannical is now saying he's still refusing to allow restaurants to open in the fall until he gets a social distancing task force. I kid you not, Andrew Kuma, who's gone full-blown communist in New York now, and has said he will not allow indoor dining to return in New York until he has devoted significant police resources to enforcing social distancing and other reopening conditions, meaning he literally plans on bringing in law enforcement task force to go to every single restaurant that is open with an indoor dining and do checks and monitor them and watch them like prison guards on a daily open basis. I mean, he's talking about bringing in like thousands of task force agents to do this. You know, it's funny though, just a couple months ago, weren't they calling to defund the police because the police are out of control and causing so much social injustice, we have to defund the police. Now they want to bring in task force to watch you eat, to make sure nobody possibly comes closer than six feet to anybody while they walk through the restaurant or a table is going to be measured. I can promise you, if you get some of these clowns in this position of authority and you actually give them a gun and a badge and you start telling them to go around and force this like Stasi Germany, they're literally going to go into restaurants with tape measures. And if people and restaurant owners are not in full compliance, instead of a table being, you know, 72 inches away and it's 68 inches away, they're going to slap them with a fine. And they're going to do it intentionally to try to do everything they can to bring down the economy. And what's crazy about it now, I've, I've been watching reports now in numbers, and of course mainstream media won't talk about it. People are leaving New York literally in droves. I mean, tens of thousands of people are leaving every single month right now as fast as they can get out of New York City because the city has gone complete and total chaos. Everything's boarded up. There's no business. There's no money. There's no jobs. There's nothing going on except violence. That's it. I mean, the homicide and shooting rate's gone through the roof, even though New York City's like complete and total anti-gun city. So how do you explain all that? This is what they're trying to do. And now... Because the numbers all across the country are not where they need to be with the COVID testing and COVID deaths. Now, researchers at Oklahoma University, University of Oklahoma, are now using a method to help detect potential COVID hotspots by testing wastewater. They're literally going in and they're testing sewage and feces to see 
see if it shows a COVID-19 virus in the water. They said by analyzing the wastewater daily from different areas of Norham campus, they can see if individuals may start shedding the virus for two to three days before the onset of symptoms. It goes on to say, we know a large percent of the people are asymptomatic and have little to no symptoms, and they may not know they have the disease. So the goal here for Oklahoma University is to identify areas that are experiencing potentially higher levels of infection. That'll allow us to respond appropriately to follow-up testing or other mitigation efforts. They said the kind of testing is also happening in other schools across the country in the next few weeks. So they literally cannot get enough tests done now. Cannot find out enough people that have it because, quite frankly, majority of people are asymptomatic. They're now resorting to testing feces and wastewater to then try to go back to areas and say, okay, this whole area tested positive for the virus. There we go. Now we have to lock down this entire dorm. Everybody has to stay in their dorm for 14 days. You cannot leave your dorm. Everybody in the dorm goes, we all feel fine. Nobody's sick here. Oh, you, but you don't know that. You tested positive. I didn't test positive. I never even took a test. Well, your poop tested positive. Uh, okay, so you link that back to me now? Nope, we've linked it to the entire dormitory, and now we're quarantining the entire dormitory. You know why? It's for your protection. You go, that, does, that makes zero sense whatsoever. You're quarantining me because you tested poop somewhere that tested positive? Yep, precisely that, and we figured out how to fix the problem now. And you go, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, it is, but why are they doing it? They have to continue the narrative of more draconian lockdown and invasive aspects of your life. Till now, they can't figure out any more things to do, so now they have to start testing your feces to see if you have viruses in that wastewater so they can quarantine huge swaths of the entire area or force you to get the COVID test. That's the next thing. They'll say, okay, if you don't want to be quarantined, everybody in the dorm has to get a COVID-19 test. And I've told you guys this before. I find this grossly odd. It's just my opinion. The, the test, which has to go, you know, halfway up your sinus cavity, quite far up, and they take this information, which it contains your DNA, by the way, and it goes where? It goes into a test, right? But all your information's in it because they have to be able to datalog every single person, your name, your date of birth, your address, everything, because for the quarantine vaccine parameters, they have to maintain all of that. So they now have the testing. They have your DNA. They have your name. They have your information. They have everything datalogged, and they want every single person in the entire country to get a COVID vaccine now, including forcing people to get COVID vaccines just to fly, even though it's ironic that they're forcing people to get COVID vaccines or it's COVID testing to fly. I know multiple people who have tried to fly and they told them you have to get tested. But then they test negative to get on the plane, right? You have to test negative to get on the plane. So you test negative and then what do they tell you? You have to wear a mask at all times. If you even attempt to take your mask off in front of us, we're going to forcibly eject you from this plane and turn the plane around and we're going to put you on a no-fly list. That's what Delta's been doing now in droves over the last few months. So how does this make any sense? You test negative for the virus, you're good to go, but you still have to wear a mask in the event that you somehow contracted the virus between the time that you tested negative for the virus and you showed up to get on the plane because, you know, everybody is contagious all the time. This is the mindset. This is what I'm trying to explain to you guys in a sarcastic way. Forgive me if I'm doing so. You have to understand, this is what they're doing. 
They're trying to make everybody scared of everybody to do anything, to go anywhere. You're scared of everything. That's the entire model they've built this on. This is why I've said, again, say no to the bull crap. This nonsense that they're trying to peddle on everybody is complete and total fear porn. Yes, there's a virus. Yes, should you use sanitation? Yes, should you use wisdom if somebody's in front of you and they're coughing and hacking and sweating profusely and pale and turning green and they look like they're going to vomit? Should you probably back up and get out of the way from them? Yeah, you definitely should. Should you continue to take high-quality nutrients like vitamin C and D3 and exercise and get fresh air and continue to stay active? Yes. None of that should change because there's a virus going around. Those are things you should do on a daily basis in order to stay healthy, in order to keep your immune system strong and maintain proper health in society. And that is why we continue to say that the whole time, even though mainstream media has refused to discuss one single study on intravenous or oral use of vitamin C and D3, even when years ago they've already had scientific literature repeatedly come out and say D3 deficiency is going to be one of the worst crises we have in the United States. I'll see if I can find that article here when I give this to Dad in a second. It's like three years ago. D3 deficiency, they said like 60 to 70% of the populace is deficient in D3 and it's going to cause horrible health issues in the future. I'm going to find that article right now, Dad. But this is what we all have to start doing. Ask questions and make a decision because you want to make a decision, not because you're told to do so through fear. Well, you're exactly right, Austin. Think about it for a second. Think about the chemtrails for one second. The geoengineering, and I've discussed that in detail you know, on Monday and Thursday of last week. Let's think about the fact of the global dimming problem we're having right now with the lack of sunlight that we're getting in a lot of areas because of chemtrails. Let's take a look at all the sunscreen that people are using because they don't want to have their skin exposed to UV light, which basically makes vitamin D from your cholesterol. And so they're using sunscreen. They're walking around umbrellas or they're wearing long sleeve shirts or they're never getting out of the sun and their D3 levels are deficient. And they end up basically having an immune system that's totally impaired. Our body has to have sunshine in order to produce vitamin D3 or we have to take it orally. We got to choose one or two ways. We got to do it one way or the other way, but we have to have D3. If we don't have D3, we massively increase the risks of coming down with a cytokine storm, which I've explained in detail, which causes massive inflammation and the fluid in the lungs start filling up and basically you drown with pneumonia being diagnosed with COVID and your cause of death is pneumonia. People don't get that. D3 stops it. Now, I've got a good friend of mine who's a pastor of a megachurch. If I gave you his name, probably half of you would know who he is. I mean, he is got one of the largest churches in the country, 40,000 members, right? Multiple, multiple campuses. And I'm his, basically his naturopath. And we basically, you know, talk on a regular basis. And he just got diagnosed with COVID. Yeah. And he sent me a text yesterday. And I'm going to read you the text. I'm not going to tell you his name, but I'm going to read you the text. It says, hey, Ted, I hope you're well. I'm actually feeling well, but was supposed to travel today. But in an abundance of caution, I decided to get tested and was positive for COVID. I do have a dull headache and a stuffy nose for the last four days, but this isn't bad at all. I thought I had a seasonal allergy. My doctor here said that all of the supplements that you have me taking is the reason why this is so mild and I'm not showing symptoms of the COVID. Thank you for what you do. Guys, this is so important that you, that you get this. You know, coming down with COVID and trying to take supplements is not the time to take the supplements. The time to take the supplements is before you come down with COVID. Prevention is worth 
one pound of prevention is worth a hundred pounds of cure. I mean, do you really want to go through cancer so you can cure it, or would you rather avoid cancer by taking supplements? I mean, we've seen now that just you know the potassium iodine. You know, we have it 12.5 milligrams, which is a dosing you need to take of nascent iodine. We have it at our on our website that it massively reduces the risks of breast cancer in women. One a day, one a day. I take this stuff every day. The D3, the potassium iodide, the vitamin C, the zinc, the E, you know, the multiple. I take all of this stuff every day, all of the time. You say, well, that's a lot of stuff to take. Yeah, I know. And it's a hassle. Yeah, yeah it is. And yeah, which, which is more of a hassle, laying in the hospital bed, dying of cancer on chemotherapy, having your organs cut out, or, or taking some supplements every day? That's how I have to look at this. That's why everybody has to look at it this way. Prevention is the key. You know, rhythmic, continuous exercise, at least one hour a day, three days a week. No one ever graduates from the School of Physical Conditioning. Either you continue progressing or you go downhill. Either you continue to work out as you get older or you get weaker and weaker and weaker until you die. That's pretty much the bottom line on all that. You know, that's why I still train five to six days a week. I mean, I train all the time. Now, I don't work out like I did when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. I'll never be able to do that again, simply from a joint standpoint. But I still work out. I still exercise because if we don't do that, I mean, if you can't do working out, just walk. Get some good shoes on and just walk. Do a little bit to start with and build yourself up walking. I have a guy who lives in the neighborhood. His name is John. And there's like a three-mile circuit here around the neighborhood. And he walks the circuit twice a day. And he's in great shape. And I thought he was like yeah, he looks like he's like 65. And I asked him the other day, I said, well, John, how old are you now? He goes, oh, I mean, like 85 years old. I'm like, wow. And he still walks twice a day, every day, six miles, and he's in great condition. You think, well, how does he discipline himself like that? Well, it just takes time. If you, if you build a habit for about 30 days, if you get a habit of taking vitamins or walking or exercising for 30 days, you basically can keep that habit going. This is one of the key things they wanted to do by telling people not to go to church because they don't to break that habit. If you don't go to church for three or four or five months and you find other things to do on Sunday morning, suddenly you're conditioned at that point not to go back to church. And this is what so many of my pastor friends are telling me, that their attendance is way, way, way down even now from what they did as far as breaking people's habits as far as going to church. You know, Austin and I went to church last week uh, and we, we had a great time. And we were like scoping the environment to make sure his kids were going to be okay. We put them in the Sunday school. Guys, this is important that you as an alpha male or you as an alpha female, because a lot of you mothers are single, you've got to raise your kids. And for various reasons, you're divorced. And a lot of guys, for various reasons, you're divorced and you've got to take care of the kids. And then, of course, then a lot of us are still married and we're doing great. But, guys, I was divorced once before. I was married for three years. It was a disaster. And But now I've been married to Sharon. for This is our 37th year together. See, just because something happens in your past and something goes sideways doesn't mean you can't continue with your life and let your future pull you more than your past does. You can't be driving down the highway looking in the rearview mirrors. You're, gonna, you're probably going to get into an accident. Now, I've got this pickup truck, and it's got a mirror on it now. The rearview mirror is a camera, and you can turn the camera on, and it shows you in, like, Technicolor, the back of the camera, the back of the truck who's coming in behind you. And that is the most distracting thing I've ever used. I tried to drive with it when I first got the truck. It came as an option that I didn't want. And I finally said, how do I turn this thing off? And they said, well, you just click the mirror backwards and it turns it off. And that's okay at nighttime when you don't see everything, but you drive with that thing in the daytime, it's massively distracting. That's the way your past is, if you allow it to be. 
It's always pulling you backwards. And it's hard to drive forward looking in your rearview mirror. So walk away from your past. If you made a mistake in your past, guys, we all made mistakes. Let me explain something to you. People say, well, what about divorce? What about divorce? It's a sin. All right. Well, you know, getting drunk's a sin. That's right. You know, doing all, there's all kinds of sins. You know, looking at a cover of a magazine and seeing a really pretty girl and thinking something you shouldn't all think. That's a sin. All right. All of these things mean that we're not perfect and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And God understood that. And now in the Old Testament, they had to give sacrifices for all this. You know, they had to take the, bull, the blood of bulls and goats and sheep and all the other stuff and, and basically sacrifice once a year and come to the temple. We don't have to do that anymore. When God gave himself through his son as a sacrifice for us, as a blood covenant to establish a relationship with us. Guys, let me explain something to you about blood. Blood's interesting. Blood kind of is its own entity in your body. It's, it's really kind of weird to say this because it sounds kind of strange. I mean, people don't really understand the, the mechanics of blood. Even our scientists are still curious about it. You know, I mean, uh, there was a physicist in Germany, and I told you this story before, and he said you could take a pint of your blood and send it to Australia if you lived in the United States, and basically you could watch a scary movie in the United States and release fear molecules on your blood in the United States, and the blood in Australia would release the same fear molecules. <clears throat> I think that's interesting because of scalar waves. But God says without the shedding of the blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. There's something else going on with the entire blood of Christ. We've done entire shows with it, and it's very mysterious. It really is. And that's why I love talking about it, because from an esoteric standpoint, we understand what happens with the blood as far as it being its own entity. Remember, the Bible says that the life is in the blood. So, guys, it's really amazing to me that we have to think through these things as Christians and we have to think about the blood covenant that we have with God. Because if we don't have that covenant, we basically get ourselves into trouble. And that's, that's, that's the thing we need to look at. In fact, we've got to look right now. Back, right now, we've got people over there in Africa. That people are going door to door in Africa and actually killing people, yes, that are Christians. And you think, why in the world would this happen? Well, I don't know. I don't know why people hate Christians so much, except for the fact that we're out here telling people the truth. And we have the ability to tell people how to fix this mess. Here's the article. The persecution of Christians is escalating dramatically all over the world. Thousands upon thousands of Christians are being ruthlessly killed simply because of what they believe. And guys, the persecution of Christians is getting ridiculous all over the planet, including the United States. I'll post this article to the website. Now, now we've got another article that came out. I'm going to post it, but I can't vet it. It's a guy who's a Freemason, and he basically is coming out and he's saying that he had to leave the Brotherhood because all of the things that they're planning to do from a Freemason standpoint. Now, I understand that this guy could be just doing hyperbole. He could be trying to get his one minute of fame or whatever. But he's talking some serious stuff about you know civil war and a lot of other things that are being planned by the higher-ups. Now, people call these guys the elites. Now, I'm not going to call them the elites. You know we call these guys, we call these guys the parasites. That's what they are. These guys who live on human photons, who basically use human sacrifice, we call them parasites. I'm not going to call them elite. I'm not going to do it because there's nothing elite about them. But they're talking about civil war and all kinds of other things that they're planning on doing this fall. Now, is this all going to happen? I don't know. I really 
I don't know, but he says that a lot of Freemasons have been going back to their lodges lately, and he's had to leave the lodge because of things that are discussing. He's supposedly a 32-degree Mason. Now, the 33-degree level is one notch above him, but he's saying that the normalcy won't last much longer. And he goes, you can take that to the bank. He goes, Trump, he will be president until whatever they're planning to do and whatever he is with them planning to do is going to be the removal of him. Basically, it's all an act. There you go. That's why I'm reading this to you. And Trump is in on it. It is staged, he adds. People who lay down and worship the right system of government, they're just as bad. People who are relying on Trump to fix this or any man, he says, stop relying on the government. They're in on it, all of them. Now, I'm going to read this letter. I'm going to read this sentence back to you again. Normalcy won't be lasting for much longer. You can take it to the bank, Jeremy added. Trump, he's in there. He will be president until whatever they're planning to do and whatever he is with them planning to do in this removal of him. Basically, it's all an act, and Trump is in on it. It's all staged. He adds, people who lay down and worship this right system of government, and they're just as bad. Of course, this is the Q people. And people who are relying on Trump to fix this, or any man, he says, stop relying on the government. They're in on it. So, guys... I've been saying this from the beginning with you guys. This is a circus clown show. These guys are all scripted actors, just like Joan Rivers was, until she decided to come off a script and made a fatal mistake and tell a person with a camera that Barack Obama was gay and Michelle Obama was a transgender, and she was dead right after that. So when these guys at these high levels, because they have such a huge presence, I mean... Some of these guys have millions and millions and millions of people on their Instagram, their Twitter accounts, sometimes tens of millions. And if they wake up and they start putting stuff out there, that's truth. They have to be shut up quickly because they've been given this authority by this parasite class, this pre-parasite class is what they are. And they have to shut them down because of the amount of people they're going to affect who are going to affect the narrative that's being put out there. Now, I'm going to go ahead and post this interview with this guy who's the Freemason. Now, I'm not saying he's being legit. I'm not saying he even has the information. But what I'm saying is that he just said in that sentence, that paragraph that I read you, I agree with pretty much all of that. What do you think, Austin? No, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, and this is why they're so careful a lot of times about trying to make sure they get people that they can control and monitor and keep on a leash, so to speak. <clears throat> because once you start having, like you said, people wake up, it's a big issue. And this is why you see so many of the Hollywood actors come out when stuff starts happening and they basically start running their mouth and blah, blah, blah. And they come up with these stupid opinions and do it with this authority behind it like they know what's going on. And they have zero real-world experience nor zero any expertise in being involved with that kind of stuff firsthand. And so it just, but it shows you that's what they were supposed to say. That's what was on their card. That's what they were supposed to read. And so it's just something to be very aware of. Also, to want to go back on this, I found that there's numerous research studies. I was going through them, actually reading them here a second ago, and there was a research study that was done basically in uh, 2005. This is an interesting one. Here's a couple of them that I was pulling up in my archive. And they go on here, basically, this was titled from David A. Hanley of the Journal of Nutrition, Volume 135, Issue 2, February 2015, Vitamin D Insufficiency in North America. 
It's a long study. I'll get it on the website today. But it went on to detail. It said they examined a cohort of 290 consecutive hospitalized patients at a general medical ward at the Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. Of these individuals, 57% had serum, D3 serum, below 40 uh, nanoliters, basically, per liter, the lower limit of normal. They go on to say that 43% had it actually severely deficient. And there's multiple other ones on here that you can go in another research study in 2009. They said that roughly three quarters of U.S. teens and adults are deficient in vitamin D. This is a study done between 1988 and 1994 of 18,883 people. Then you have another one here that was done in 2019. Now this one's real interesting because this one actually looked at nursing home and hospitalized patients as well. And it was basically said vitamin D deficiency and related disorders. Said vitamin D insufficiency is the highest among people who are elderly, institutionalized, or hospitalized in the United States. 60% of nursing home residents were found to have low vitamin D levels and 57% of hospitalized patients. However, vitamin D insufficiency is not restricted to just elderly and hospitalized. Several studies have found a high prevalence of vitamin D deficiency among healthy young adults. And so these go back and forth between numerous studies of the testing this. And this is why I'm bringing this up, though, for this simple reason. When you start seeing people run around and talk about how, oh, this whole thing with the virus, this is killing everybody, and this and this and this, why don't you start asking people what their D3 levels are? Because I talked to our friend Brad the other day, and his wife works at a hospital in Winter Haven. And as I told you, they were trying to get, she was trying to get them to do tests, vitamin D tests, to see when they drew blood on people, just add it on the list. And they're adding on the list. And she said so far, every single person she saw in the ICU had significantly low, severely low amounts of vitamin D in their blood. Just a thought, take it for what it is. Also, too, be aware, everybody out in the Midwest right now, if you guys are seeing this, there's a lot of stuff that's happening all the way from these wildfires out in Colorado. There's been discussions, again, of the directed energy weapons being used out there. I cannot prove that whatsoever, but I know it's been very strange how quickly these fires have spread so aggressively. But, you know, I mean, fire is an interesting thing to fight with. On top of that, you have the massive temperature fluctuation in Colorado and everything else that's moving around out there in the Midwest and the Western Coast. And that's why I told everybody, stay prepped and stay prepared because over the next month to two months, there's going to be a lot of stuff that starts to happen here very, very shortly because, I mean, I mean, let's, let's be real about it. This is you know, there's 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 some things that are getting in the works right now, and everybody needs to be very very aware of them. That's why I recommend always having a prep bag in your truck, always having some extra water, food bars, MREs, canned foods, whatever you need to have in that extra water. And, of course, in my opinion, if you can legally do so, having an extra firearm on your person or in your bag, I always recommend having two. That's my personal opinion. I always like to keep one on my person at all times and another one at in basically in that gear bag on a regular basis for the simple reason of if you lose one or if you have to hand it off to somebody, you have that one on your person, but you also have another one in your gear bag with a good duty holster and extra mags. That way you can get in or out of a situation if you have to do so because 
once stuff starts to escalate, and you can see that now in a lot of these insane paid for with the terrorist groups like BLM and Antifa riots, you know, you don't necessarily have to be looking for a fight anymore. I mean, you can just be trying to travel freely, unmolested on your way, and all of a sudden you got a group of 100 people surrounding your vehicle, busting your windshield out. Like in Texas, you got a guy walking up to your window with an AK-47. You don't have an option there at that point. You have to engage. And so it's always important to be prepared for that at all times, including, like Dad said, keeping good exercise going, staying in shape. I know me and a couple of my buddies, we've been really trying to hit the weights hard again, just get conditioning up, endurance up, strength up. And, I mean, especially if you have any type of body armor or plate carriers or mag carriers that you actually have and you know how to use and you've trained with them, actively train with them right now, even if it's just doing pull-ups and push-ups with them. Because one thing you'll find out real quick, especially down here in Florida, you may be in good shape, then all of a sudden you throw on a 30-pound plate carrier with armor and mags, you realize real quick how much that weighs you down, especially if you really, really have to wear that for some type of direct engagement. So I encourage everybody, stay prepared, use your gear, know how to train with it, and continue to keep your immune system strong right now, Dad. You know, it's frustrating because, I mean, I watch you guys work out because we have a workout area here at the house, and we don't really do public I haven't done that in a long time because I don't like body fluids, but, but, you know, it just gives you the encouragement. Everybody's listening today. You can work out at home. Now, it's easier to work out at home if you have a workout partner. I'm going to just be honest with you. But, you know, then again, if you have a workout partner who's in really good shape and you're not, he can push you. But then again, you may get yourself hurt if you're older because you're trying to stay up with this. What happened to me uh, back, oh, gosh, 20 years ago, I ended up tearing a rotator cuff. I was working out with a former NFL guy, and he was amazing. He was like six, seven years older than me, but the guy was like, you know, Superman. But so it's one of those things, you know, be careful when you work out, especially if you're over the age of 40. It's really important that you watch your shoulders. And now I watch these guys work out, and I just go, oh, gosh, because my mind is still there. The heart's still willing. <laughs> the joints aren't. And I take joint rebuilding formula and all the other things that I do, and I can work out pretty hard for a 65-year-old guy. And I'm still in great shape for that, but – I'm never going to be benching 340 pounds again. It's just not going to happen because I'm not going to try. Plus, I know I can't do it from a physical standpoint because of HGH and, and testosterone at this age. So find something you can do. I don't care what it is. You know, don't sit in front of your TV set or in front of your computer all day long and don't get up. You, you got to get up and you got to walk and you got to walk around. You got to do something unless you're a surfer, unless you're a surfer in, in Spain. Unless you're a surfer in Spain who's been diagnosed with coronavirus, who basically has no symptoms, who's just a carrier, and there's nothing wrong with you. Unless you're that person, because if you're that person, a female surfer is dragged off the Spanish beach in handcuffs by hazmat-clad cops for riding waves while supposedly showing positive for coronavirus. And sure enough, there are pictures of her being dragged off the beach. She's even wearing a mask, Buster Hart. And she's basically surfing, and they show up with a full hazmat crew. It looks like they're in space suits, and they basically are dragging her off the beach because she tested positive for coronavirus, and they handcuffed her right there on the water's edge, chased her down the beach, and dragged her off because she was surfing, and she'd been identified as being positive with coronavirus. Now, personally, I think this was a giant psychop, as all this was. I believe that there are a lot of people out there who are working with the state, <laughs> excuse me, who would do something like this. 
just to get the all publicity. This was from the U.S. Sun, and it seems so crazy to me that there are pictures of a hazmat team. This is like you're watching one of those crazy movies with zombies, right? And the guys are wearing their hazmat gear, and they're going out on a beautifully sunny beach, dragging this lady surfer off in handcuffs. I mean, this is like, you know, you know, watching some organization that's built some kind of virus that's going to be releasing the virus, and they're prepping us to see people running around in hazmat suits. By the way, they're also developing morality pills, and they're saying that that might be the best shot of the U.S. basically stopping the coronavirus pandemic, according to one ethicist. Now, this is weird. I mean, this, like, changes your emotions and make you basically do what you're told to do, which they've kind of done that already with fluoride. So it's one of those things that we've just got to be aware of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Now, let's talk about white people for a second. You know, a guy like to pick on everybody, so let's pick on some whites for a while. And I guess I could pick on the, the whites because the Department of Homeland Security is now picking on whites. And this is Trump's, by the way, Department of Homeland Security. Now, they're saying now, quote, unquote, they're the most persistent and lethal threat to the security of the United States, white people, white supremacists. So people who basically feel as though that they're white and it's okay to be white. You don't have to apologize for being white because that's labeling all of us now as a white supremacist. This is an article that Paul Craig Roberts quoted out of The Hill, and here's what he says. President Trump needs to get on this immediately. I'm sure he's already aware of it, by the way, and it's probably written into a script. I'm adding that. In this report in The Hill, the head of the U.S. Department of of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf, is either anti-white, a moron, or perhaps both, or simply aware, unaware of what the DHS anti-white bureaucrats are up to. Well, and remember now, Barack Obama installed a whole bunch of anti-white stuff into the government. He did when he was in. This article goes on to say, while Antifa and Black Lives Matter burn and loot American cities, destroy property, attack and murder people in restaurants and on street corners, and declare the revolutionary intent, Trump's Department of Homeland Security is reportedly declaring a hypothetical group that is not involved in any of the violence to be the lethal threat to the U.S. This mythical group is labeled white supremacy and thus declared a lethal threat as the declaration of white threat is consistent with critical race theory used to brainwash students in American schools and universities and in mandatory sensitivity indoctrination for whites in state, local, federal governments, and in corporations. So what they're saying is, look, don't pay any attention to Antifa and Black Lives Matter, burning cities, looting places, killing people, shooting people, destroying property, and murdering people, and basically walking into restaurants and causing massive crime. They're not doing anything. Nothing to see here. Move on. It's the infamous, horrible white people that are absolutely horrible. Well, this doesn't make any sense to me. And it goes on to say, is the Homeland Security bureaucracy's real worry that white Americans might organize to protect themselves against Antifa and Black Lives Matter? Is the threat perceived by Homeland Security that white Americans will not permit themselves to be, permit themselves to be dispossessed? Is Homeland Security setting the stage to use federal force to prevent white people from protecting their lives, families, and property? This is what it sounds like to Paul Craig Roberts and to me, too. Where does Trump get the people he appoints to be in office? Well, because the Rothschilds appoint them to the communist indoctrination centers of the CFR. I'm going to answer the question for you here. Here is Trump trying to demonstrate the difference between himself and the anti-white Kamala Harris 
when there seems to be no difference between Homeland Security under Chad Wolf and Camilla. Trump's own administration is so anti-white that Trump has to issue an executive order to stop the use of anti-white indoctrination sessions in the Trump administration. As Trump is staffed up with Camilla's, what changes if she is elected? Trump's own Department of Homeland Security is doing exactly what the anti-racist white Camilla would do. White supremacists are like Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction. They are like Iranian nuclear weapons. They are like Assad's use of chemical weapons. They are like Russian invasion of the Ukraine. They are like Russiagate. They are like Trump badmouthing the American war dead. They are an orchestrated fiction. Then Paul Craig Roberts goes on to say, says, think about it, dear reader. Is it white supremacists who have been looting and burning 400 American cities? Have you ever even seen a white supremacist? Where are their organizations? Where is their political representation? Where are their media shills, which are controlled through the CIA, through Operation Mockingbird by the thousands, who are all communists? Where are the white shills? Are CNN and the New York Times propagandists for the whites? You've seen them nowhere. They don't exist. But here is Trump's own Department of Homeland Security declaring a fiction to be the greatest lethal threat to the United States. And where is Donald Trump's rhetoric on this? Where are his tweets that, hey, white people are okay. They're not burning and looting cities. There's no white supremacist groups around the country doing these things. It's all fiction, guys. That's what it is. Now, you may get some white supremacy groups in prisons trying to stay alive against other minority groups and other people in prisons. That's a fact. They do exist there, and there are some out there that do exist in the United States. There's such a tiny, tiny fraction of the white population, they're insignificant. So why are all whites being constantly criticized for being white supremacists? Because we're not ashamed that we're white. Oh, I just don't know what to do. I'm white. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm white. Because we're not doing that. It makes us a white supremacist. No, I don't think so. Hey, guys, I have not yet had a chance to pray for you today. It's been a very hectic morning here, but I will pray for you immediately after the show. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. Thanks for getting your vitamin D3, your multiple, and all these things from Health Masters. I love you guys. Also, finish it up. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys again for just getting these shows out there, spreading the word, talking to people, standing your ground on stuff. And, uh, you know, as you can see, like Dad just said, I mean, you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to realize what's happening. I mean, if you just use your critical thinking skills that God gave you and stop watching the CNN fake news every night, you realize real quick that we're being lied to on a tremendously aggressive basis. That's why I tell everybody, you don't just listen to me. Don't listen to the news. Do your own research. Dig in your own research. Go read what's really going on. Go talk to real people. Go make your own informed decision. Don't just be a mindless stooge that sits there and goes, oh, well, that's what the news told me to believe, so that's what I have to believe. That's what they're counting on, and there is no place for that in a constitutional republic. There is not, because our country was built by critical thinkers. They were, it was built on people that question the narrative. So again, thank you for the support. Thank you again for just helping us at Health Masters. If you need anything, please feel free to give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. If you guys need any supplements, any D3, vitamin C, be sure to check it out. The website at healthmasters.com. 
We'll always have lots of different just specials and programs and stuff going on all the time. And we're here to try to keep everybody as healthy as we can. Honest, that's really what we go for. If you guys see the product of the week, the Sublingual B12, one product of the week. So be sure to check that out if you guys want to stock up on that. That's our methylated B12. That's our formula we intentionally built to try to see if we could help people get their B12 levels up in their bloodstream, in their blood work without having to use the B12 shots anymore. And every single time that we've used it, it's worked effectively. Because, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, taking injections of B12, that's that's not very fun at all. <laughs> and so if there was a way we could figure it out, we figured it out. It's a lot. It's a high dose of B12, and it's sublingual. dissolves under your tongue. Works incredibly good. Good for the brain, good for the adrenals, good for overall health. So be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com and continue to speak the truth. And I say this every show, and I'm going to say it again. Stand by your convictions. If you really believe something to be true and you've researched it and you know in your heart and you're convicted over it, stand your ground on it. Because the more people that we can stand firm and say, hey, listen, this isn't okay. We're not going to do this. We are going to stand up to tyranny. The better off we're going to be. So thank you again for the support. Healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.